Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, it's your old pal Wilson, and we're bringing you the 12 Days of Richmas. <laughs> yeah, we went there. I'm sorry about that. These are the 12 most listened to episodes of 2023. Enjoy. Insane in the Membrane. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favourite podcast, Insane in the Membrane, with me, Rich Wilson. And this week I'm joined by the mighty Pierre Novelli. Hello. Hey, man. How's it going? Yeah, good, man. How are you? Not seen you for a while. You good? Um, yeah, I'm okay. I've got a, I've got that thing where you got to kind of spot inside your nose. All right. Oh, no. Oh, That's man. You can't see anything, but it's just like, ah, fuck, and you keep forgetting. Oh, yes. I had it. It's always, I always get, I get them on the end. And mm. you don't, like you say, you don't see them, and then suddenly you kind of, you're good like that, and it, it feels like you've been shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's something to do with nose hairs. It must be blocked follicles. Maybe. It's got to be. Yeah. So yours is up inside. Yeah, but just, like, just around the, the edge of the cave. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and you can't even get up. Yeah, oh, God. Mm. Oh, man, I feel your pain. I'm sorry about that. That's horrific. Oh, you know, there are worse <laughs> problems. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I remember I, I, had a, I had a bit of an ulcer up there for a while, mm. and that wasn't oh. fun. And then it would, what would happen, it would, this is horrible, but it would scab over, and then I'd go, oh, yeah, and I'd pick it. And then it would all mm-hmm. go back to it, and then it would just start again, and you just like this, this, this circle of stupidity and pain. It's a loop. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like picking. I'm a bit of a picker. I always pick scabs and things. I um, think if you have a massive scab in your nose, it's it's fair enough to try and get get it out of there. <laughs> it was always kind of Somehow. like it felt really good, and then as soon as I finished, like, oh, that really hurts actually. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I like that. It's like it's why I watch um, Doctor Pimple Popper, things like that. Oh, you're a fan of his? Yeah, I love watching all that. Just oh. I've seen a few recently. I don't know how screamish you are. Sorry to anyone listening. Um, but there's one. They've, they've been fishing out like earwax that's been in there for like, ten years or whatever it was. And I'm like, how did oh. you get it to that point? And they're like, so fishing it out. Like, he's expanded. He's expanded his his remit. <laughs> I think this is somebody else. I think he's. I think Doctor uh, Pimplepot has started this. Has started this craze now, where we're all like watching these weird things. Someone this morning, they were having this. They got this lump on their shoulder, and as they were fishing it out, and they were like, oh, "I wonder what this is going to be." And it was the end of like a nine millimeter um, like uh, cartridge, just in his shoulder. Oh, what? <laughs> That's know, like, uh, it? yeah. 
The earwax thing, though, I fantasized about getting my ears syringed. A friend of mine did it and said his hearing was like way too sensitive, like Spider-Man, for like two days. <laughs> yeah, suddenly you can hear people talking on planes as they fly over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'd be so upset if I went and did it and not much came out. And they're like, no, your, your sense that you have blocked ears is just your, you're just mental. You're wrong. <laughs> it's like when, um, like colonic irrigation, I always, people are like, oh yeah, well, you know, you, if you do that, you'll lose a bit of weight. You've got things all clogged up in your pipes and things like that. And I'd probably be one of those people going, no, no, your pipes are fine. They work perfectly well. You've, you've, your yeah. system is completely fine. You there's nothing in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's something else. It's something else. Yeah, oh, the no. worst news. <laughs> it's not that. Anyway, bye. Oh man. But um, so the lot. So you when you you've been on before. You were a guest before uh, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago when we used to do it live in um, Camden in Comedy Central. Pierre, so much has happened to you since then <laughs> having seen your show last year in Edinburgh which I will say yeah. was uh, fucking brilliant um, oh, thanks man mate it's been the roller coaster for you it's been an interesting year yeah. and it is almost exactly a year ago now um, that uh, if you're coming and seeing me on tour in autumn spoiler alert it doesn't really matter but at the end of the show I found I found out basically from an audience member he, who said, oh, I, the audience member said, oh, I have Asperger's. You seem like you have Asperger's. You're not, you don't say that now. You say ASD1, uh, autism level level one, which is a bit silly, but whatever. Um, anyway, yeah, he said that. And I sort of thought, it wasn't the first person in my life to ever suggest something like that. But uh, in my defense, all of the other people who'd ever suggested something like that were just like real... Real slaves to their emotions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really wet people. <laughs> Very sensitive types. So I was like, well, of course you think I'm like a fucking robot compared to you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Or whatever. So, yeah. But no, he was right. I looked into it and by God, this guy, he was bang on. But this is the thing, having having spoken to you a few times over the years and, you know, having spent quality time in your company, yeah, you. I like the way... Like we've had conversation, you'll go, well, yeah, of course you feel like that because of this, 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 and this. And you're able to set it out in front of everybody, which people, that's where people would go, as you know, people go, well, yeah, you're like a robot because you're able to go, <laughs> bom, 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 and you know, and it, so how did you, so when you went and did you go and we got your diagnosis, did you feel a sort of sense of relief almost, or you weren't really aware of it before? So I'd, 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 I'd never really, because I had a guy with Asperger's at my school who was a friend of mine, and we were not very similar at all, at least initially. And what I didn't realize was that, like, um, there are core similarities but symptomatic differences, right? So okay. basically, let's say, let's say there was some crazy problem that made you compulsively draw pictures of things you're afraid of, mm. right? So that's what the, the, the condition is. But if you looked at it from the outside, you'd go, well, no, it's different because he's got a compulsion to draw spiders, whereas this guy has a compulsion to draw snakes. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's different. It's different. Or it's something else. It's a phobia thing. And it's like, no, 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 they're both drawing their fears. It's just that they're different people. So it manifests differently. Yeah. So me and this guy who I knew from school with Asperger's are very similar, but not in ways that I realized at the time because the specifics were different. Right. I've got you. 
Yeah. And yeah. it's not quite 100% because you go, well, I don't have that, you know. And a lot of the wording was bad. So when I looked at these tests, one of the very common questions on these little tests you can do online is stuff like, uh, oh, do you hate... Um, do you hate hugging, you know, or, or, or physical intimacy? And I don't. I think hugs are great. But uh, what the question should have been phrased as, I've now learned, is, is there a commonly accepted form of physical affection that you hate? And yeah, holding hands. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, I fucking hate holding hands. I think it's awful. <laughs> that explains why most... every time I've seen you, you won't hold my hand. It's exactly, yeah, and I just hug you um, <laughs> instead. I think holding hands is the most stressful fucking thing in the world. I oh, just think it's awful. Do you know what? Now you've said it, yeah, and especially, for example, my wife, who's much taller than I am, it's very, we have to, if we're going to hold hands, we have to hold hands in a certain way, whereas ordinarily it's been like I sort of go over the top and then she, like, she's underneath. Now because of her height, I have to come from underneath. And it feels alien because I've not done that before. And so to the point now, we don't really hold hands because it feels odd. <laughs> well, yeah. And then I'd be in a position like that where I sort of go, what am I doing with my fucking hand? And what happens? What are, what are the rules? What happens when someone comes the other way? We're in the way. This is rude. You know, getting <laughs> so, stressed about it. When does it fucking yeah, end? Yeah. Oh, there the we, yeah, we hold, yeah. hold hands for 100 meters and then we stop. <laughs> I guess yeah, you have to separate if people are coming towards you, or people oh, make yeah. allowances for the fact that they can see a couple coming towards them. And they kind of go, "Oh, I need to, I need to navigate around this." Rather than although some people do barrage, yeah, do just go barreling through the middle. Yeah, lamp oh. posts as well. That's a problem. Oh yeah, don't get me started. It's a minefield. So, yeah, so if that question had just been properly phrased, I would have gone, "Oh shit, yeah, definitely." Whereas instead, I said, "Absolutely not," and you know. Yeah. cast the whole thing out and the pe people's including my own idea of what an autistic spectrum spectrum i don't even know if i don't know you you you, you must know running this podcast the language for this stuff changes fucking constantly all the time um, yeah the official language is autistic spectrum disorder but even then there are people online saying oh it's not a disorder it's a condition and that's less negative so whatever but yeah autistic spectrum thing <laughs> it's all very variable i had no idea just how variable it can be so you can have someone like me with a with a fairly sort of um fortunate combination of stuff in many ways like i'm not you know i'm not non-verbal mm. um i've been able to 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 sort of socialize myself quite heavily um the, it hasn't gotten in the way of my career, although, you know, you never know how much it played a part in choosing your career. Whereas, like, there are people who are in some ways less on the spectrum than I am, but they have one of the biggies, like nonverbal or, or oh, yeah. uh, really bad texture problems. So they can't wear almost any clothes apart from a specific type of fabric or like those are kind of a much more of an everyday fuck you kind of problem than than a lot of what I have. Yeah. I think there's an element so, of that in a lot of people have something on a really mm. mild level. Like my son, my youngest son, for example, um, for years struggled with like textures of food. Like he couldn't eat yeah. certain things. He just like, no, I, I can't, I can't touch that. It makes me feel weird. You I know? still have that with some stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 I I have a, a almost like a completely pathological, unreasonable hatred of baked beans. <laughs> Do you know what? 
it's that it's a bit more common than you think. There's um, there's a few people out there who have few it, yeah. people. For example, oh, cannot yeah. it cannot be anywhere near mustard. Cannot really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. he came to dinner at mine and we were having hot dogs and I put all the condiments out and he was just like, I don't want that fucking thing near me. Just <laughs> fucking. He was, he was so angry that I brought it out. In fact, I'll take his name yeah. out of this. I'll take his name out of this just in case. But he was so annoyed that I had that I had the audacity to put mustard in front of him. And it's is funny. Someone else I know scared of oranges. They can't have oranges in the house. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff like that. And I think the thing is, like, I found an explanation which was saying that, like, okay, because even when you do these, like, numerical screening tests for autistic spectrum stuff, they still kind of have to pick a minimum score, right? Right. So it's out of, like, 240 or something. So they've gone for, okay, we'll start to look at you seriously a bit at, like, 60 out of 240. Uh, so that's when we start to, it becomes uh, something worth looking at. So you have to pick a number. Uh, and that means that you could get like 55, right. you know, like you could be pretty close and, and have some, some stuff that gets you a pretty high score, but not enough to kind of really tip you over into the, and even if you score 60, your, your, your doctor might well say to you like, well, you know, you can, like, it just depends how much of it is a, pro- is a problem with this open anything up for you uh, yeah, in terms of like yeah. getting you access to something like you've got to be practical about it. But um, it, the best explanation I saw for it is that it's like a jigsaw. And we've sort of decided that of, out of all these pieces of this jigsaw, if you have 60 of the pieces or more, you, you can see the picture right in the jigsaw. But even if you didn't have enough pictures, uh, enough pieces of the jigsaw, you might have enough of the c- important pieces. Yes. Corner bits or people's faces or something that you go, no, even though you're still low, I, the, the stuff you have is important enough that it, it, you still need more than a normal person yes. would need uh, or neurotypical, whatever you're supposed to say. But yeah. like, like in the example I gave you with the texture thing, like even if that's your only thing, that's that's bad, you know. You, ca- thing, you yeah. can't necessarily wear a suit if you have to wear a suit to work or safety clothing. Of course, that, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have that one. The texture stuff, really. Well, with clothes, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, yeah, it's people I know. Like, yeah, they can't wear certain things. Just and they don't even. They don't like you say. They don't know why. Someone yeah. else. Yeah. Oh man, we could go on forever. There's someone else I know that can't can't bear to look at loose loose buttons. Like a button hanging Buttons up. is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know well, where that comes from. The thing is, is that like something I found out from doing some reading and from, because, uh, you know, Fern Brady. Yes. Um, so Fern got her autism diagnosed a few years ago and now has a very, you know, popular, best-selling, very good book out about it. Um, and when she got her diagnosis, she, t- she tweeted about it. And I messaged her saying, oh, you know, congratulations or whatever like that's good and she did reply to be fair yeah i think you do as well (laughs) (laughs) like immediately and i was like no 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 i just like history too much um (laughs) but she was right but she was telling me and all the research as well is that people tend to cluster okay if you are neurodivergent so like people with autism or adhd tend to be friends like there's a a really really high pattern of it 
and uh, they're drawn to each other because they can deal with each other's yeah. shit. They understand it better. They're in the same type of jobs, heavily self-employed generally. So it could well be that almost everyone who we've met through doing comedy is one or the other. I think, I think that's the same with human beings the world over. We always gravitate towards our own group don't we we sort of yeah and again i said this before uh, on here i think one of the big things that we found difficult as comedians or performers uh was not that our gigs and our work had been taken away when we had the lockdowns it was the fact that we'd lost our universe we were kind of yeah we were separated from our our group which i found more i i think it, it caused more problems than we realized you know because we have yeah. a kind of silent understanding when we see each other in green rooms we kind of silently subconsciously like i get you you're me i'm you (laughs) that's right and the the whole point is that like that's why i'm never that worried about when a comedian is even actively rude because i have i just remind myself well, if you wanted it to be a fucking HR office environment, then you'd go work in an office. Like, yes, yes. I kind of like the fact that I could be at work and in a green room and some person can be really fucking <laughs> rude or off-putting or strange. And I could sort yeah. of go, oh, okay. obviously, you know, within the bounds of the law. I don't yeah, mean unacceptable behavior, but just like completely socially fucking wacky. And I quite... <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> I used to be the same. I used to be beside myself going, ah, oh, fuck, I should have. I didn't say goodbye properly. Or I said goodbye in a weird way or I said that thing. And then, like you say, you kind of go, when someone else does it to you and you go, oh, yeah, of course, we're all doing the same thing. We're not, this isn't personal. This isn't, I'm not being a prick on purpose. It's just that my mind has been racing uh, in all manner of di- directions and I just forgot yeah. to do that one particular socially acceptable thing, you know, and yeah. And like that, once you understand that we're all doing that, yeah, you do get a bit more, you are, you do find more comfort around each other. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. So how has it affected your everyday life? Is it, is it? Um, I've done like, it's not, it's not so much an everyday thing in the sense of stuff like textures. Um, I've got, I've got noise cancelling headphones. That's, that's, uh, helped a lot. Yeah. I have a lot of sound issues to be fair that that I do have where like people chewing loudly and stuff and yeah, sniffing. (laughs) I, do you know what I, my, uh, my wife Kate pulled me up on that the other day. I think because I've what's happened is I fucked my nose. I was in the tape. It's been fucked before. Someone else elbowed me years ago, but I fucked it again when I was in the tape modern down the bottom, and I was mucking around with my friend's kid, and we were racing. And because it's all concrete down underneath, yeah. I didn't. The, the the pillar and the floor and the walls were all one color in my peripheral vision. When I said to him, "Right, let's go," and I ran full pelt into the pillar. And fucked my fucked my head up, and never got it. I never got it looked at because I'm a bloke, and yeah, so yeah. I left it to heal on its own. So now I have this weird, especially when I'm stressed. I I sniff weirdly, and and Kate ah. says to me, she's like, "Are you all right? Because you're sniffing, and I'm going to push you out of the car in a minute." <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. But then, see, yeah. if you told me, I realised that um, 
it does help to be more aware of this stuff in the sense that it makes it easier to deal with because you have an explanation for yourself. Yes. It's not an unknown. And unless it was really crazy, because you've told me that story now and I have an explanation in my head, I probably wouldn't mind it. Got Because I'd go, oh, okay. Whereas I think when someone is like chewing with their mouth open on a train or something like that, it's the lack of self-awareness. Yes. And it's that thing where um, I think it's one, it's that big David Foster Wallace speech, you know, this is water, where he says, uh, you have to imagine a good reason for that other member of the public for being a dickhead, yeah. basically. <laughs> you just need to make up a reason. I do it all the time. So someone's chewing their mouth open. That one I find almost impossible to excuse. But then an example maybe would be you go, okay, they... They have had fucking nose surgery and they can't breathe if they don't yeah. chew with their mouth open a bit or whatever. Like, let's imagine that or, or <laughs> at, whatever. At some point, someone must have said to them, that is not how you eat. You have to eat with your mouth shut. And I think you'd think, the, yeah, it seems to be, I guess, the, the assumption that it's just a blatant disregard for everybody around you. Yeah, there are there are there are rules, damn it! That you can't uh, you can't scream that in a train carriage, much as you would like to. I would love to see that. Just you standing up. For fuck's sake, there are rules. <laughs> there are rules to masticating on the yeah. train. You piece of shit. Then you shove all their stuff onto the floor. <laughs> yeah, just take the food out of their mouth really quickly, like a ninja. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so that, Although yeah. it's it's so it's also it's been useful in the sense that like I I never really knew what executive dysfunction was. Okay. So what is that? It's when you sort of paralyzed uh, uh, by just your own brain, and there's no reason for you not just picking up that thing you just dropped, or or, or there's no reason for you not to just sort out that problem right now, whatever it is. Yeah. Or, just just make the fucking toast and eat it and you just don't and there's no you can't even really tell why you're not doing it and you know you need to do it and you want to do it but you're not doing it yeah it's like yeah. just a simple thing of messaging somebody mm-hmm. sending an email and you go oh yeah i've had com- again conversations with my with my wife and she'll go just drop them a line and just say blah 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 and i'll go yeah cool i will got my phone <laughs> in my hand yeah, 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 and I'm like, why am I not doing it right now? And I can't physically do it. I'm like, just, just mess, just go. Hey, how you doing? Just let you know. Blah 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 blah. And I used to, yeah, exactly. I well, I used to sit, and that's, that's something that's good about the diagnosis because it solved a lot of weird mysteries that I had about myself that that weren't like, oh, you know, why am I compelled to 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 be fully nocturnal or something dramatic? <laughs> but like, just little private things that only really worried me. Yeah, because uh, I managed to function okay otherwise. Uh, uh, but privately, I would go, "Well, why, why can't I just do that? Why can't I just have a fucking routine? Or, or why can't I just do this very simple thing right now? I have half an hour. Yeah, why can't I do it? I want to do it. I'm <laughs> feeling bad for not doing it now. In the time, I could be doing it. Yeah, and I just don't do it. <laughs> and I would sit and go, but that's. But that's mental because there's not even a reason for that. I'm not even enjoying myself. Like I'm not even being lazy. I just I'm hating every second of this. Yeah, and I yeah, can't yeah. do it. Yeah, I've had it. I've realised the reason 
I prefer working in the evening or uh, during the night. And I said this to my ex as well because she had a similar thing. During the, and I was like, I think there's just more pressure during the day. People, you, you, like people are there, and you can message yeah. them and go right now. And there's an immediate back and forth that you're going to get involved in. Whereas in the evening, the chances are they're not around, or the people yeah. have gone home from work. So you got a bit. There's not as much pressure, and you can send the email in your own time. They'll get it in the morning or whenever. This is it. And it's there's no bit, yeah. none of that life terror. Yeah, life terror. That's exactly it. But I I would have it to the point where like if I had like you know you 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 get a bunch of laundry from the laundry basket and you like carry it down a corridor to the to the to the fucking washing machine yeah and i would like, like a sock would fall off <coughs> um when i was carrying it yeah. i would just look at the floor and just go ah and i would just keep going <laughs> yeah like i would just drop things and not pick them up I, and it's just like pick it up immediately obviously yeah and I only started doing that as like an adult, like a late, like way too late in your life, considering how not even like childishly simple it is, like animal level obvious. <laughs> Insane. But so that sort of thing worried me because I know that's not right. And I would sit and I would think, well, I know that's not right, but I'm damned if I even know what to Google. Why don't I do things? <laughs> It's too, it's too vague. Yeah. Why am I not picking up my socks? Why don't I pick up my socks when I should pick them up in that? Yeah, just nothing to Google. And then I was doing other stuff. Like, you know, I, I, I did pretty well at school and I did things and I did other stuff. It wasn't like uh, my life wasn't a, a, a smoldering ruin. No. So I was sort of like, well, maybe this is just the combo. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, I can remember all this history stuff, but I can't pick up socks. Maybe that's the deal. <laughs> I think that's it with people. You, you start to compare yourself to like proper, like you know, like academics and professors and genius people that you know they go like that. Like the, the the person that discovered penicillin, you know, like cause he didn't do the washing up. You know, like. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just go, well, they—that's probably it's something like same, that. Same. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the same as uh, <laughs> I'm the same as that guy, but with socks <laughs> and Dis my emails. You discovered the cure for athlete's foot because you didn't pick your socks up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and uh, it fixed itself. Thank God. But the uh, yeah, and then I learned a word I'd never even heard of when I was doing research, and it's uh, alexithymia. Alexithymia. Wow, I've never heard of that. What's that? Yeah, I'd never heard of it. No. Um, and it's basically when your 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 body mind combo whatever isn't very good at understanding your own signals. So uh, that includes not just obvious stuff like "Am I thirsty." But also, like, how annoyed am I about this? Or, or oh. am I happy about this? Like, it just takes you a second. Uh, or in some cases, it takes you a very long time, and it can it can vary in severity. But I've got that a little bit. So um, I remember when I was a kid, I would get so focused on stuff that I wouldn't drink any drinks for the whole day. Like, oh, wow. I'd get to, like, 5 o'clock, and I'd be like, why do I feel insane? Because <laughs> you haven't had any liquid for... So if you include sleep, like fucking 20 hours, like that's why you feel insane. Like drink something. And I'd had, I'd sort of wouldn't occur to me yeah. uh, or it wouldn't seem obvious. And then I, I also get it for if I'm annoyed about something. Um, 
So if something offends me or annoys me, I'll sort of get a kind of blurry gauge of it at the time. But it could take me a day or two to really exactly know how annoyed I am about it. Yeah. So let it be like two days later where I'll be like, hmm. No, I am actually annoyed about that. I thought I was maybe not, but actually, no, I am. I am. And then sometimes I'm not. I just, I have to wait. I've had it where sometimes I'll fly off the handle. Something's pissed me off and I'll go immediately, fuck, did, why the fuck? Why, why are we doing that? That's, but then there's other times where I have to say to myself, I can, I have the conversation in my head going, that should piss you off. You should say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird how that goes like that. You know, kind of like telling yourself, like, now you yeah. are annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it just sort of filters through to me, yeah. I sort of go, no, actually, that is that is that is bad. I don't like that. Yeah. But then it ma- it makes if you don't have an explanation or like a nice word, like alexithymia, to say, then you just look like a penis. <laughs> you just look like the guy who said everything was fine, and then two days later said, actually, it's not fine, and I've been lying the whole time. And by then, it's gone. The time, the moment's gone, and everyone's like, yeah, you're what just, you want to now you're just dredging up old shit. <laughs> so you, it's lose-lose at that point. Come so then storming you... back into the room two days later. Actually. Mm. <laughs> yes, and then you get to that level where you then, because you know that that just keeps happening, that trains you to just be like, oh, fucking whatever, and then you just don't say anything. Because <laughs> you just think, well, by the time I even know what I think, it's going to be too late for the normals. So I'll just fucking sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's that, isn't it? Now you're kind of, I'm 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 analysing, like you said, being in touch with your feelings and knowing exactly what they are. Yeah, like that realizing the difference between anxiety and excitement, very similar. And I was yeah. always, oh God, am I? Oof, that's that's. I think that's worrying me a bit. But actually, I was excited that the thing was about to happen. I was about to do a thing. It's yeah. such a. It's just that understanding these things, being a bit more in touch with these things, which I've never had to do before. Yeah, it's not easy. No. It's um, it's very difficult to do without some kind of. Because it, it's it's not like there's a picture you can compare it to where if you sort of go, oh, you know, like you do in your mind where you go, well, am I looking at an apple? Uh, I will compare it in my mind to every other apple I've ever seen yeah. uh, in pictures and in life. But if it's a feeling and you can't feel anyone else's feelings, you only have your own as reference points, then, you know, what are you even comparing it to? So you have to kind of figure out a way to reestablish your baseline. Like, uh, like you're a fucking uh, Blade Runner <laughs> robot. <laughs> a replicant. You know, if you're a replicant, exactly, yeah. Then you go, oh, my, my idea of what anxiety is is a bit off. I'll re-establish my baseline and try and take into account excitement. <laughs> Would you find that, though? Because like, we, you, we sort of brushed over it back then, but because you always strike me as being you know, well-read, uh, an academic, you know, you, you, you do research things and things like that but you're a big nerd a big you're a big nerd mate is what you are and (laughs) yeah yeah and it's now do you find it like do you do do sort of once like once this once the diagnosis was made and all that you did like you went into this mad like research yeah just went off on one researching all about it find out every aspect of it do you find that you do that anyway? Do you do it anyway? Do you seem to be someone that would go, "Oh, I've never, I've never heard of that before. I'm going to read everything on it 
Completely, yeah. yeah. Totally compulsively, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like it bugs me if I don't know at least a little bit about whatever yeah. is around. Yeah, massively so. Um, I'm still doing fucking reading now. Uh, there's a lot to read about it. I've done the basic reading and I've read Tony Atwood's book and Fern's book and stuff like that. Um, it's very interesting because you can go through these books and on one bit of the page, the guy saying something and you're like, wow, that's like a thought that only I thought I had. Yes. That's like a page out of my diary. And then further down the page, you're like, nah. <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah. I'm not into that. Yeah, it's quite weird. So it's patchy, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a massively obsessive uh, person with regards to yeah research and, and, and looking stuff up and, yeah well obsessive behavior is part of it anyway so yeah and it, like you said with that with that example just then it's like that bit you go that's absolutely me to a t and then the next bit that's not me and then that, yeah, just, yeah. like you said that means it just underlines how more fluid human beings are it, like you said earlier it's not so rigid it's like yeah, yeah. there's a bit of that and there's a bit of that and that makes this yeah is, and so this is my version of it yeah, and we're not even sure necessarily why that is. I mean, we don't know enough about the brain or, or the way that these conditions work to be able to say why I don't have any texture issues with clothes and someone else does or, yeah. or you know, it. we're getting there. Science will be able to explain it at some point. But <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's unusual, yeah, because there's just no real reason why necessarily. And that's one of the reasons why people don't understand that they have it. And that's why it took me so long, because I was looking at that and I was going, oh, it must work the same way as finding out if you have fucking measles or something. Like, you need all five symptoms to, you know. And it's like, no, you just need like three. Yeah. And you've got a lot of this, you've got a lot of that and a lot of that. Yeah. So now that means this is what that combined means yeah. you have this. Totally. And and also a lot of the people who you read about uh, what it's like for them, the reason you're reading about them is because they're more uh, 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 profound or whatever. It, it, uh, they're more profoundly along the spectrum. I don't know if you're allowed to say more severe, they have a harder time, whatever. But you look at it and you go, oh, I'm not like that. Yes. You know, I don't need a, I don't need a carer, so I can't have that. And you go, no, no, you, the, like most people don't. It's just a few people who do need, like a, you know, live in help or something or someone who comes around. Like that is a thing, but it's not the majority of the. No. Especially now that they folded Asperger's into autism completely. Right, right, right. So there is a danger now that people are going to start to think, oh, autism is either way milder than I thought, or these people are just pretending because I know autism and that's very severe. And it's like, no, no, it's nah. rebranded. Well, we all, nobody knew about autism until Rain Man, until that came along. Yeah, My exactly, generation yeah. were like, oh, that's because I remember when I met the mother of my kids, we met at a barbecue, family barbecue in 1991. And we, the reason we got chatting is because she, we, we were saying, like, oh, so, so what do you do? And she said, oh, I look after um, uh, autistic adults. And the only mm. reference I had, and I went, oh, Rain Man. And because <laughs> I knew that, she was like, oh, we should have kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the early 90s, that was like uh, the most progressive research you could do. Like, <laughs> yeah. this guy gets it. He's at least seen Rain Man. He's at least seen Rain Man. So he's a bit different to the other thugs. 
these uh, these guys are still getting confused between schizophrenia and autism <laughs> and Down syndrome, and they don't even know what any of those are. But this guy's seen Rain Man. Yes. He's got some of the vocabulary down. So these are the genes yeah. I want to get involved with. He's yeah, seen man. Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, that's what that, that was the level we were working on back then, and now well, that's the thing. You know, yeah, I think Rain Man is less offensive than fucking. Uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not offensive, but like the idea that fucking Sheldon from Big Bang Theory is like your your guy. He doesn't even have it as well, the actor. He's just doing no. a very good impression of a very particular type of uh, person. Um, but yes, it's... Uh, who is there? There's, in terms of uh, public figures, Greta Thunberg, Elon yep. Musk... Um, uh, they think Einstein. Oh, really? They're not sure though. You have to kind of reconstruct it in hindsight based on whatever their diaries say. Um, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Oh, maybe. really? I know. Yeah, old old Hopkins is is one of us. Uh, yeah, there's a right. few more. Yeah. Oh, um, the the Ghostbusters guy, the vodka guy. Oh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Let me just Google that in case I've lost my fucking mind. <laughs> we don't want Dan Aykroyd getting in touch. Hey, what the, what's the meaning of this? That's my impression. How dare you? Yes, yeah. he is, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I never said the thing as well, spectrum. Someone, when someone was talking about, oh, yeah, you know, when they used to say there was that term, you know, oh, he's on the spectrum. You go, yeah, we all yeah, are. Yeah. That's the part of a spectrum. We're all on it, surely. Well, we're all on it. Yeah, but the, the thing I didn't realize, I used to think of the spectrum as like a petrol gauge, you know, like mm. zero to 100 uh, yeah. of petrol or, or speed or, or, or something. But it's, it's actually more like, um, you know, when you pick like a color in Photoshop. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually like a square of colors. Yes. And it all kind of merges. Yeah. From one to the so other. So it's yeah. more like dots placed at random on that gradient in a square so the spectrum generally refers more to like once you're kind of in the gang a bit the wide spectrum means that you can have texture issues and nothing to do with routine or entirely routine based autism and nothing to do with textures and it it, it more means there's no one size fits all autism right, or, or right. whatever the spectrum you're talking about in that sense but because autism is so variable that's why you have to use this, this massive spectrum of unusual uh, quote-unquote behaviors um and like i said like you could be like nosing on there with like a score of 30 40 50 out, out of 240 instead of 60 and it, it depends it yeah. depends it's it's fuzzy these are imperfect tools um and it's really hard to measure people uh on mass you just have to kind of go guy by guy yeah so to speak yeah i didn't realize that that absolutely makes more sense of course like, I, I was the yeah. same it was like there's the beginning and there's the end and you kind of yeah you're on there he's in somewhere. the he's he's got a full tank of autism this guy <laughs> he's got a full full petrol tank premium grade yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he'll be good for a while with that uh with that tank yeah, exactly. oh yeah he's good to go he's got good mileage he's got, get, he'll get good mileage out of that yeah, I, I've, I've, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she's autistic, and we had the, the conversation of 
Because when I was first talking to her and talking about it, and I was saying that you know, I, you know, you're um, you're um, a person with autism, and then she was like, no, 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 I'm an autistic adult. Like putting the putting the autistic autism first. Yeah. And I thought that was I personally thought that I thought oh well, surely that's putting you'd rather put uh, you'd rather put sort of you'd, the the person should come first before the, the autism, I've, but. I've seen some online debate about this. The, the the thing with like a lot of these mental health discussions, and I'm sure you found this, is that people get put off because you look online and there's all these fucking debates between people whose whole thing is 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 debating yes. this stuff. And it makes you go, I don't want to get fucking involved in this, whatever. Yeah. Like it's it seems unpleasant. And I've seen a little bit of that, but the the if I'm right, I'm trying to remember what I have seen fern saying to people who are being annoying under her comments <laughs> or on instagram <laughs> that that thing saying person with autism is called person first language i think okay and it is preferred in some circumstances but i think i think the logic with autism is that the new idea now is to say that uh it's not like a bad thing to have automatically. It's a neurotype, you know, it's just right. a type of brain, not like a bad brain. No. So it's not like leprosy. It's it's like uh, just a type of person. Type of person. So, yes. Yeah. So you yeah. sort of like, you don't, the, I, I guess they think that saying person with autism implies like afflicted by, it's also incurable. So there's no point treating it like it's curable. <laughs> it's just, you're stuck <laughs> yeah. forever. So I guess they're saying like, no, 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 you, you use the thing first just as a descriptor because it is who you are, like very, very inherently. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. paraphrasing here. That's, I, yeah, well, that's, that's, what, that's what my friend said. She said the same thing. It's like, no, that's what I am. So yeah. not, I haven't got a thing. I am that. That's what I am. I am that person. It's it's yeah. it's what's looking out from behind my eyes is the yes. thing. Yeah. Yes. Which is quite a f weird thing when you when you do the research when you get your diagnosis and you sort of go, "Oh, like these like I can't change my eyeballs, like I can change my glasses, <laughs> but I can't change my fucking eyes." Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but it's that it's there are, it comes from a good place and me just you know being there's a little bit of misunderstanding there but I, yeah. my intent was I'm trying to. I, I thought you put the own, you put the emphasis on the person rather than the thing. Totally. Yeah. Which. which I, yeah. I, I think like it's so rare that there is anything other than good intentions mm. that I, I don't. I don't really have much time for people who use that as a reason to get upset at someone because you just think, well, how how likely do you think it is that someone who's bothering to think about their language is trying to cunt you off, you know, yeah. like just be reasonable here. Yeah. Yeah. It is like a one in a hundred chance, but come, come on, you know, just, yeah. just presume good intent and then say something and then find out. Cause obviously if they react by going, well, fuck you, you lunatic. Then yeah. then you know, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, they don't like you very much. <laughs> yeah. And they were but, being disparaging and they were. Yeah, being yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Get back to the casino, you fucking weirdo, or whatever. Yeah, then then you know. Yes. But uh, if they just go, oh, okay, then fine. Then there's no reason to yeah to use some of the dramatic language you sometimes see on social media. I think that was it, and it we were, and it was a dis and we were just chatting, two friends mm. chatting, and and I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, but surely you know, and we just had a back and forth, and nobody got annoyed. 
Nobody got yeah. upset. And at the end of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense now. And again, having this conversation with you, I'm like, absolutely. That just that just underlines and reiterates what, what my other friends said. You go, okay, now I've got a better understanding of it. Yeah, also. and it's unreasonable to think, like, if some, if some you know, neuroscientist or, or psychologist or whatever comes up with a new term for something in some university and it's a technical term and it's in an academic paper, what, you expect a guy in the pub to just know that? I mean, it's not his whole life. He's got his own fucking life. Like, he, yeah. well, it, it's unreasonable to expect technical terms from one academic or one department and one university in a different country to bleed through to, what, your social circle? That's an insane expectation you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, but that, again this is why there are so many arguments because there's an assumption that everybody knows all of the things and then there's that thing well if you don't know you should go and look it up you go yeah but if i don't know to look it up yeah exactly. my intentions are not to be cunty to everybody but i'm just getting it wrong now and again yeah and of course i didn't know that it changed or was new information because i'm not involved in it and i don't yeah. spend my life looking it up and obviously you do because it's relevant to you i look up yeah. the stuff relevant to me yeah yeah exactly i'm just going about my business i'm trying to pay my bills i'm trying to make sure the family's provided for or whatever yeah or like yeah. i'm blind i know all the blind terminology that you're supposed to say i know i know that you're supposed to say uh uh Oh, hang on. No, I, I learned one the other day. You're supposed to say, you're not supposed to say visually impaired. You're supposed to say something else. Yeah. Shit. What is it? <laughs> Just shit. <laughs> Just fuck. Ah. <laughs> anyway, it's, I said the one yeah. you're not supposed to say. Ah, uh, and it was like, actually. Yeah. Like, All right. I, I heard it on a podcast and someone said, oh, I shouldn't say that. I should say this other thing. And Maybe like visual impairment or something like that. Right. And it's always, and, it, yeah, and these things change all the time. The more information we get, the more conversations we have, the more we kind of go, oh, okay. And it, but it changes so rapidly. You're not going to be able to keep up with all of it. And sometimes you're going to, you're going to say the, the wrong thing, you know, but I'm not getting, it's not, this is, listen, anyone listening, this is not a middle-aged straight white dude going, no, you can't say anything anymore. It used to be <laughs> back in my days. And I'm not saying that. It's just, that it changes a lot. And very rapidly at the minute, because we're out, we're we're still finding out. Well, this is the this is the, the first kind of proper. This is the general first generation where we've really gone into it. I also, think. like it's all happening. Like you should, people should be pleased that it's happening like this because you wanted a world where people take language seriously and are concerned about language, and and you've got it. Like you've, yeah, yeah, mission achieved. Yeah. Uh, Ah, okay. Your producer says you say a person who is blind or a person with vision impairment. That's it. Vision impaired, uh, not visually, because visually is how they look, or low oh, vision. Oh yes, man. A person who is blind, a person with vision impairment or low vision. There you go. But uh, then that's never going to filter into a pub level chat because no. it would make you sound like you thought you were being recorded. Oh, and then you get, then you've got your mates going, <laughs> "What the fuck's what? going on with you, John?" <laughs> Let's go, what? Yeah, all right, mate. We're, that was like a whole little speech there. Yeah, it's like, right. oh, what, we're just, all right, mate, what, you've been reading, have you? <laughs> yeah, but if you're at the pub with a blind guy, fair enough. Yeah, and then he can tell if you. If you and me go for a drink with Chris McCausland, yeah. see what he reckons about it. And that's when it would, that's, that is absolutely when it would come up. But apart from that, yeah. you're not going to, you're not going to have those conversations. And not because you don't give yeah. a shit, it's just not, it's just not in your, in your Sometimes, universe. 
Yeah, sometimes language is about ease of communication and clarity rather than accuracy in the academic sense. Um, yeah. It's just about getting your meaning across. But yeah, I mean, there's loads of that that I'm that I'm learning, and some of it I'm learning and I'm accepting, and some of it I'm learning and you know personally I'm sort of going, nah, I, I don't really care about that. I don't really mind. Yeah. Um. I mean, I know I'm in a lucky position in the sense that, like, inherently I can't be having that bad a time given that I muddled along till I was 31. Yes. Um. Although some people muddle along having an awful fucking time and get their diagnosis at like 60. It's just that they've had an awful time the whole time. So, you know, fair enough. It could go that way. Yeah, I think. <laughs> but what did you find? Because it was, it was after I saw your show. And, you, you know, I mean, you know, not, not like you, you and I don't hang around all the time. But so I wouldn't have known before the show. And then yeah. having seen the show, did you have a lot of people come up to you after and go, I had no idea. I've had some people say that. I've had some people also say, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had quite a few people and members of the public, too, going, oh, shit, really? Is that because that's what I'm like? Yeah. I've, I've had, um, could be double figures by now, numbers of people. And it is, and it's all guys who've, who've been fine till now in the sort of 30s going, yeah, things. Differences have become clearer and clearer over time, or some of the stuff you said is exactly how I think, or things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys have been going under the radar, because they reckon, in terms of the actual stats, it's like only just 1% of the population, maybe. But they reckon it could be like five. Wow. Yeah. But it's just people not looking into it or, or not understanding how different their thoughts are. But that's it. It's that growing up, you were kind you were just... Um, you know, you, we, I, we, we, I, I've said this to you before, I'm sure, but I was never very academic growing up. So at school, I really struggled at school because I wasn't interested in any of it. And so I was always in the lower sets. And so because I was in the lower sets, you were just treated differently and they'd just go, well, you're not very intelligent. And um, I think it's Dane Baptiste yeah. when he was on and he said, he said, no, it's just a different way. You've got a different, a different intellect. It doesn't mean you're stupid just because you don't follow that particular system. It just means yeah. you think differently. And I just wasn't interested. And like I say, not academics. I wasn't interested. But but also, like, even if you weren't interested in some bits of academia, you're not going to get fucking interested by them just going, okay, uh, you guys are done. Yeah. So we're just going to not bother with you guys anymore. Uh, whereas in reality, what you probably needed was a more imaginative approach from them, not a less. Because yeah. the kids in the top set, they're on board already. They're fucking doing it. Yeah. Not that you should just leave them to their own devices, but you know, like, and I know teaching is hard and everyone's yes. very overworked, but, but still it's, you'd like to think teachers don't, don't just look at kids and go, ah, that guy's fucked. Let's, <laughs> let's abandon him completely. I had, there was, and I mentioned there before on here, it was, I've had it. I can remember the teachers that did actually go, actually, there's a bit more to rich than meets the eye. There was Miss uh, Sinclair when I was in the in junior school and she helped me to read and she really mm. spent time with me and she said, oh, yeah, there's there's something else going on with Rich. He's just he's just coming at it from a different angle. I remember that. And then there was Miss Stevens when I was in the secondary school and I was in the bottom set and she said, no, no, Rich Rich gets it. It's just that he, he comes at it, he gets it in a different way. And so what we need to do, rather than just shoving him down in a way, 
we need to bring him up a bit more. She did. She got me up into the middle sets for maths. And so that really, and so I do remember there were certain teachers that went, no, 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 this is just a different, it's just a a different angle to everyone else. Well, they were the ones, you know, doing, doing the job really. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the job. The job isn't to just let some fucking lunatic smart kid just do what, do what he would do on his own and just kind of watch him, make sure no one punches him in the back of the head too much. (laughs) That's not teaching. That's just a weird kid doing, uh, Like a like a rocket, you could light the fuse and just point it. You know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not that's not teaching. That's just uh, letting nature run its course for a, a nerd. <laughs> but it's that, isn't it? It's like you say. It's easier to focus on the ones that are doing it rather than the ones that need a bit more guidance and a bit more time. Especially when they don't. A lot of teachers, as you say, overworked. They have too many kids in the class. They're not yeah. getting paid enough, so there's that that's affecting them as well. Not that they don't want to do the job; it's just that when they got into the job, they didn't imagine that the outside stresses would be would cause so much, so many problems for them. Yeah, I mean, I was bad at primary school for a lot of it. I, I, the school didn't think I could read, but I just wasn't showing them that I could read because they'd hand out tests, but no one ever sat and explained to me what a test was really for. Right? Like, why am I? But I already I know I know about this. I don't need to, you know. Why do I need to show you that I can read the thing? I read the thing yesterday. Why is today any different? You know, it doesn't make any sense. So I just wouldn't do them. So I'd get like zero or like 1% or something on tests and they'd go, oh, yeah. his brain is full of worms. You know? <laughs> Rather than you've seen it in, you've come at it with an extremely logical view and gone, this is <laughs> yeah, pointless. Yeah, just go, Why? but what do you mean? You are my teacher. You know I know this. Why are you pretending you don't through this piece of paper? It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> you know I know. Yeah. I always, now I have to yeah, do this dance. <laughs> yeah. I always felt that. It was always with school. I was like, I don't, uh, I don't know if any of this makes, none of this matters. It's like, you know, it's like they... Again, I think I've said this before, and they'd be telling me about the Normans when the Normans in, invaded us, and you're like, uh, well, that was ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like yeah, it's, it, they're explaining why society, there's certain things in our society now because of that, because of outside influences. That's why they were telling yeah. us. But at the time, it's like, hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to make that feel relevant when you're like at fucking eleven, though. Yeah. And you know, if you just said to me, well, that's why our language is the way it is. And we've got certain words that came from the yeah. Saxons and they came from this and that. And that's why, the, whereas I was just like, ah, she's just old shit. And I don't care. I'm just looking at it. <laughs> you know? I think there should be some system where like, because especially in comedy, we know a lot of people who they, they left formal education early or earlier than you might have expected when you talk to them, but they just taught themselves a lot of stuff. They just got interested yeah. in stuff organically. Yeah. And I do feel like for some people, they're, they're so energetic or so interested in more immediate stuff, especially when they're young, they should almost be allowed to go away and do something real yeah. and then just go back and finish. Like, just go back and do it when you sort of you've gotten it out of your system and you've gone, yeah, fuck the Normans. I don't give a shit. I want to, I want to make a bit of money and, 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 uh, and learn like one or two of the subjects that I think are good and ignore the other ones. And then yeah. when I'm maybe what, 25, I'd be like, actually, I like history now. I think history is yeah. pretty good. Then I go back yeah. and do it. I'm, I'm, I'm far more interested in things now. And like you say, cause I'm doing it under my own steam. 
I'm like, okay, yeah. let's find out. Let's let's have a look at this. That's uh, me and uh, that's that's me and PE. That's <laughs> just like, why am I stretching? What do you mean stretching? <laughs> it doesn't make it. This is point. I hate stretching, and I think it's pointless, and I hate running, and yeah, it's all bullshit. And you're either fit or you're not, and. There's no point in trying any of this. And now I'm I'm way into it. And I wish I'd been into it at school because I'd be in such better health now. But I just wasn't. I just thought, fuck you. I'm not going to take this seriously. I'm going to. No. I I'm always, gonna... it was always like, you know, I'd be leaning back on my chair and then they'd tell you the story of the kid that died because they said, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, tell me that. Tell me more about that. I want to know about what happened. Why are we, are we doing javelin? And they go, oh, yeah, there was a kid one year that got his eye poked out. You're like, really? I want to hear about that. I want to hear about that. How does that work? Because then it's like, oh, what? Would the, what? Wouldn't the javelin go straight through the back of his head? Wouldn't it do the thing? And just, yeah, tell me about that. You were, you were interested in A and E. Yeah, I was. I was just more interested in like, why? Fuck! What happened to the person? Yeah, yeah. Human interest in medicine. <laughs> I was like, are they all right? Are they still alive? What happened? Just, Did they reattach his fucking arm? Yeah. <laughs> How? That was That's what, medicine. Yeah. That's surgery. Maybe there was something wrong with me because I did get, I really got interested in the Ferdinand Magellan or Magellan story, the explorer that went off. Oh, really? He went off. I think he was from Portugal and he went off and found this island and got eaten by the inhabitants. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's something I can get into. <laughs> If you um if you eat human brain and spine, you can get a disease. Can you? Yeah, I think it's called kuru. Oh, is that why Hannibal Lecter cooked it first? Yeah. <laughs> it's only yeah. It's only in the. Uh, it's kind of like it, you get it from prions. Yeah. In uh, in uh, from your nervous, it gets into your nervous system. Yeah. Oh, the transmission is 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 cannibalism, but it's eating the oh. especially the brain. You really shouldn't eat the brain. And is that with any species or just human brain? Um, just humans, I think. Ah, it's quite a it's it's a disease that like only only used to happen in in one group of people in Papua New Guinea. But yeah, that kind of stuff's very interesting. Yeah, much more so than uh, quadratic equations. <laughs> ah. ah, see, every every time I speak to you, I learn something else. This is why you, you may not be <laughs> academic yourself, but it's good to have a friend that is, and then they can learn well, all the things. And then they could. I've got a friend of mine, Andrew Roper. I don't know if you ever met him, Australian comic. And he's yeah. a scientist, and he's a, he's a, he's now a lecturer. And he would tell me, like, he explained to me quantum mechanics in a way that I would understand. So he go, "Well, you know, like this." And I go, "Oh yeah." And he'd break. He goes, "It's like, like ah, yeah, that, I get it, I get it." And then there's that famous phrase that you know, if you say you understand quantum quantum physics, then you don't understand quantum physics. And I use that everywhere. People go, "Oh, that sounds <laughs> sounds like you know what you're talking about." That's it, yeah. It makes you sound cleverer for going like, yeah, it's impossible to fucking find out. You'll never know. You'll never know. But just by shining the light on it already changes the thing you'll never see. You'll never be able to see what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm lucky. I feel lucky to be in an industry like this where you generally are surrounded by not just interesting people, but interested people. Yes. Um, it's not that common. It's not that common. Um, 
a friend of mine actually quit their, their job in an office. I mean, they went to a different office job, but this particular office they worked in, they couldn't stand it because no one there out of the 10 or 15 people they worked with was interested in anything. They just sort of, they weren't unhappy people, but they just had no interest in anything else other than the normal, just kind of day-to-day routine stuff. Yeah. And because he's a bit more like you and me, he just went insane. <laughs> he just went fucking mad. Well, there's that, and hated it. Yeah. Well, there's that. Um, that is it. Oh, what's that film called? Office Space. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he just goes, "I can't fucking do this," and then just <laughs> it just flips one day. <laughs> Case of the Mondays. This is. <laughs> but I'm yeah. I'm glad that we did this. I'm glad you came back on to have a chat with me, Pierre. Yeah, it's, me too, man. It's been so great talking to you, as it always is. Um, you're going Likewise. to be in. You're going to be in Edinburgh. You bet your ass. Yeah, and then uh, the whole fucking thing, uh, all of August, and then a tour around the country and Dublin in uh, autumn. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Oh, lovely. So we, we'll put all the links up. Um, have you? And where can we find you on the socials for anyone that hasn't listened to you on here before? Um, I'm on all the socials. Instagram's probably the best one since Twitter is falling apart. But either way, mm. you know. Excellent. Um, Excellent. Yeah, and then you can watch a uh, YouTube special of my comedy on YouTube, but there's links to that everywhere. You'll see that. Excellent. Pierre, thank you so much, mate. I'm glad we could do Thanks, this. Thanks, man. It's been lovely. Uh, good luck with good luck with Edinburgh. Um, I'm sure I'll see you um, either up there or around there or wherever. And thanks, mate. It's been an absolute joy. This has been Insane in the Membrane. This has been Pierre Novelli, and I've been Rich Wilson, and we'll see you next time. Insane in the membrane. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.